Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 125, from June the 18th of 1994. We're in the middle of the summer, or approaching the middle of the summer in the Smoky Mountain, so things are heating up. This is the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Let me warn you all, I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper from Wildcat Sports Entertainment. Harper's on time today. It's only because we just did an episode right before this. That's why he's not late like he was last week. But, uh, Harper, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, we are in Loudoun. I think it's Loudoun, Tennessee, or whatever. Loudoun, Loudoun. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. At Loudoun High School. Uh, these were actually taped on June the 7th, 1994. There is a reported 400 people in attendance at this venue. So, Doc, how are you doing this morning, man? What? Oh, blessed. Sorry, blessed. Right. Loudoun, Tennessee, man. We're on time, man. Let's get through this shit so we can get yeah. on with our day, man. Yeah, we I got do. Better, Harper, I got better you? things to do. Yeah. Harper, you doing all right? Yeah. Great. Doc. Hit the, um... hit the tagline. I mean, what? <laughs> Doc, um, is this a new location? I mean, you don't have to go off from 20 minutes about a, about the demographics, but, you know. Well, I do have some demographics. I don't know if it's new or not. I can't remember. Don't care. But I do have the demographics. We can review them. And there's, I'm going to be honest, there's just not a lot here, but we'll go through what we do have because we owe it to the people to give them our very best. Um, population of Luden is about 4,000. Between today, you could get up to about 5,000, depending on, you know, the migrant workers and the meth, where the meth money is. But it's around 4,800, 5,000 people. We are in eastern Tennessee, just down the road, southwest of Knoxville. So you get out of the city, you can really see the stars. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Mike. You know, this may be where you want to stay if you ever go to the Smoky Mountains because it is only 78.4% white. Wow. Yeah. What's the now, American demographic there? Well, it's not really because of the African-American folks. That's only 2.9% of the population. Jesus. That's still so, high. That's What's the high? other? Well, that's pretty bad when you say it's 2.9% African-American and you say Harper. that's high. Harper and I are on our way. We are en route to Luton because it is 16.1% Hispanic, pal. That sounds like a like a Major League Baseball team. Yeah, you got 78% white, 16% Hispanic, and uh, one brother on the team. <laughs> Why? Uh, What's with so many? Mexicans? Maybe, maybe they're trying to build some shit there. Yeah, okay. must be uh, 
developing land or something. That's Maybe nice. that's where they're starting the border wall. <laughs> In Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep you motherfuckers out of here. Um, <laughs> it's the second backup <laughs> wall in case the first one doesn't work. Like on uh, uh, World War Z or something. <laughs> so People, people, hold on, Doc. People. Chill the fuck out. We're having fun, all right? It's a politics-free zone, but it's called having a fucking sense of humor. You know what transcends okay. politics is the dollars. So here's the thing. The median income here is $31,225. So well, they're Mexicans making a lot of money. That's right, man. Somebody, there's some prosperity here. And 17.1% of the population is below the poverty line. That seems kind of in check, man. So I, looting Tennessee, man, hanging and banging, brother. I, I seem certainly seems like it, man. Prosperous place in looting, it seems, right? Yeah, man. Shit. I, and you would think that if it was that far out of Knoxville, it would be where the white people go to get away from the black people. But there are no black people. And then there's a bunch of Mexicans here, so this is very confusing. Maybe what was the old guy that we had, Raleigh Arnwine? Does he still listen to this show? Oh yeah, he's a patron, longtime patron. Not okay, well maybe maybe he can tell us a little bit about Luden, Tennessee, and what's going on here. Because as Harper said, it feels like that they could field a major league baseball team here. Yeah. I, I guess I guess we'll have to see. Um, all right, anything else, Doc? Before we go to the ring? Well, let's uh, go to the ring. All right. So again, we are uh, doing. June the 18th, 1984, episode 125 of BTT Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. So Les and Bob open things up. Tracy Smothers will take on Kendo the Samurai in the Beat the Champ TV title match. And that's really all I made note from the opening. Hopper, did you have anything else from it? No. Doc, what about you? That's more than I had. All right. So then we go to the Thrill Seekers versus Chris Hammock and Larry Santo. Uh, well done. Come out on commentary, and I'm not playing any of it. They complain that the Thrill Seekers only win by cheating. Again, they do nothing for me, just to be frank. I mean, it's yeah, just, dude. It seems you know every week that goes by, the less I want to hear or see. Well done, man. I, I I just I don't know how else to say it, man. It's like in a friendly way, they just don't do it for me, but. You know, it's either here or there. It's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, could, because first you... I was thinking, okay, well, uh, the heavily bodies are gone, but this is kind of be like a little substitute, kind of like something to kind of keep me tied over. But no, nah, man, it, no. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. It's it's. I just don't. I'm not invested in them at all. Jericho and Storm is a different story. I, I do like them. You know what I feel like about Well Done is I feel like they're working down over in Memphis making real money and coming over here as a side gig to pick up an extra check. Is that what was happening? I really don't know. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Now, I oh, was looking. Okay. I was watching this match and remembering, dude, we're about a year out from Jericho being in ECW. Think about that. Yeah. And Lance Storm looks to me like a state trooper who might pull you over for like going, well, sir, you were going three miles an hour over. Come on, bro. Say, no, seriously, say, the law is that, the law. You say that because of the haircut, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's got that look. But anyway, I, again, well done. Just I, they're on commentary. They're yapping. It just does nothing for me. Um, 
I don't know, man. Jericho did hit the lion salt. I mean, I remember seeing that and thinking, wow, that's pretty damn cool. Uh, Bob Cottle had no fucking clue what to call the lion salt when he hit it. And then neither of them had a clue what to call the finisher when uh, Jericho puts, um, it wasn't Santo, he puts Hamrick up in the suplex and then Lance Storm crossbodies him in yeah. from the suplex. It actually it looked really good. I mean, it was good stuff, but I don't know. I didn't really have anything else from it. Doc, did you have anything else from the match when they finished so, up and everything? Not, not, not so much. All right. Hopper, you anything? Uh-uh. It was pretty cool, though, to see that finisher. I mean, I, I do think so. I believe so. that the old guys like that would just go, and the high-risk maneuver. That sounds appropriate. So... We go straight from the finish of the match to then a promo. It's a thrill seekers. Bruh. Go ahead, Doc. What? What? Harper, you. I was just getting ready for this because this is not good on any level by anybody involved. They, the penalty box. Okay. Jesus Bro, Christ. First, oh hey, God, Jesus, the, I, please I don't play it. Please don't play it. That's my that's my Christmas ask of you. It's before Christmas, okay. but this comes out. After. Please don't play it. But here's the thing. The one guy who turns into a fantastic talker comes out and talks about his dad playing in the NFL. I mean, in the NHL. There's no Jerichos that ever played there. So you just broke kayfabe, you dumb bastard. There's no Internet, bro. I don't care. I do because it didn't matter back then. Man, you can't, that, you, you can't, you cannot, you cannot base the standards of today and being able to look shit up at a moment's notice to what people said back then. Because if that's the case, every fucking territorial star lied, every one of them, because it was called a fucking work asshole. But he ain't working. Yeah, he's working. My daddy played hockey, so we're gonna have a penalty box. Well, now that's a whole nother issue. I'm all right with the with Daddy playing hockey, penalty box shit. The first time I saw that bullshit was in world, world class. class, yeah, that's and it was the fucking shits. Yeah, it's 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 it's. I'm not sure you can pull it off, but if you can, it's real difficult. How you get them in a penalty box? It's they break the rules. Hopper, Hopper uh -uh. listen, listen. They break the. You got a six man tag in world class. It was at least I think the first time I saw it. You're wrestling in a match. When the referee sees you break a rule, just like in hockey, you go to a penalty box. So uh -huh. because you broke the rule, you go sit in a penalty box, which means that you have to sit out of that match for you know three minutes, let's say. And they do this shit for multiple times, five, six times before they work towards a finish. Which it's just dumb. It is so dumb, it's not funny. It's just, so what's the point of the guy being in the penalty box if it's a tag match anyway? Um, it's just, it's just, I don't know if I've ever seen a match that's that dumb, to be honest with you. And they did it in world class, and Doc knows it was dumb there. I went to a match, our baseball team, when I was little, at the end of the, end of the year party, we went to the Sportatorium one night. They had one of them gimmicks, and it was just, dude, there's, and in person, it's just, how do you keep up with all this shit? Yeah. It's just, so, it's really, really this dumb. is bad all the way around. Agree. Are we Let's, good to keep moving? Yes. Yes. All right, so we go to the Rock and Roll Express, who now come out with a promo, and they've got a gift box, because um, they want to live, laugh, and love, I guess, out in front of Bob Cottle, and um, let's just listen to what they have to say. 
We are with the Rock and Roll Rick. I, I hope this is for me. That, that's got to be a TV or something. That looks like a nice present. <laughs> well, you know, Bob, all week long, Robert and I have been thinking about what we done to Tammy Fish last week, pulling that dump over her head. You know, and that's not a way to treat a lady, because, you know, everybody knows she is the first lady of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Right. So, Tammy, this is a present for you to make up for what happened. And I know that right now you probably don't want to come out here and accept it because of what happened last week, but we're going to leave it here for you, and if you want to accept it, come on back. And we talk, we'll see what she says, Bob, okay? All right, now. All right, I tell you what, fans, right now, let's go back. Let's go back to last week. Let's take a look and see what happened. So, all right, so they, they show a, a quick recap of what happened last week uh, with Tammy uh, getting the manure dumped on her head. Uh, Hopper, you weren't there. Did you have any thoughts on the manure? Because uh, you weren't, you I guess weren't there yet. It was just dirt, huh? Well, Doc, you want to tell them the discussion you and I had about it? We believe that it is nutrient-rich uh potting soil potting soil. right yeah because it's not because because if it was real uh manure it would be in a bag so you know damn well what exactly you know it's fucking cow manure not a a pot you know a flower pot with dirt in it <laughs> okay sorry i just got a meme <laughs> um yeah, yeah, it's pot and soil. Even yeah. we we even talked about how Les said, "What are they trying to plant a garden out here or something?" <laughs> so you go. All right, so let's keep it moving. Um, Tammy's now out, and she's looking at the big old present. Here it is. Yeah, I tell you, she came out to get it. Here's Miss Tammy Fitch, primetime Brian Lee, Chris Candido. You you look like you're excited about it. Yes, I am excited. Look, I have a present. Now, if, if, if I like anything in this world, it's presents. So all I know is the Rock and Roll Express must have come to their senses. They must have realized how much they actually do love me. They must have realized what a wonderful girl I really am. Oh, my God. It kind of, it kind of. It kind of looks like a TV or something, doesn't it? Or like a microwave? Like, yeah, it looks like something. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, well. You don't know what it is. You know what they did last time. Well, it's not moving. Is it ticking? Well, I don't hear anything, so I think I'd be okay. Oh, I'm so excited. Can I open it? Can I open it? Well, I'm going to take off the bow first. All right. Oh, wait a minute. Bambi. What a surprise here. Bambi right out of the box. And she got Tammy Fitch here coming to rock and roll. There go Brian Lee. There go Chris Candido. There goes Tammy Fitch. My gosh. All right. Whoa, whoa. All right, look at baby. You almost gave me a heart attack. For everybody that don't know who Bambi is, she is one of the top lady wrestlers in the world today. And it seems like every time that we wrestle Chris Candido and Brian Lee, Tammy Fitch always sticks her nose in the ring. Because everybody knows that we can beat them. Well, Tammy, if you want to get in the ring so bad, well, you got it done now. Because you see, we got Bambi in our corner, and we're going to have ourselves a six-person tag team match with you in the ring at Summer Blast. Hey, I'm going to try to get my composure back, and fans, we're going to be back right after this timeout. Okay. Hopper, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, that's the worst kind of present ever, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, Doc, Fuck. your thoughts? If she's going to come out of a box, we shouldn't have to explain who she is. Yeah, that's Bambi. 
for those of you who don't know, well, she came out of a box. I should know. So, I think y'all are missing something, though. I ain't missing shit, pal. You need to shut your fucking mouth. How about that? Is it that, that primetime Tam- Brian Lee's running around with dark hair now because he's trying to be fake? Yeah, yeah, and he's got a tattoo. <laughs> that well, there's something there, but Tammy is like any other broad on this planet when they think they're about to get something. Oh well, that's and, just that's just yeah. you know you could fucking fuck her sister and her best friend while she's watching, but if you go buy her enough bling, she's enough of a pig. She'll get back on board with your shit. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen? Have you seen that videos? It was no. circulating on Facebook. It's of a, a dude, and he's got his broad blindfolded, and he's dra- and he's dragging her into his apartment or, or holding her hand. This sounds it. This sounds me no, too already. Just wait, just wait. Just wait. No, he's holding her hand. He's bringing her into the apartment, and he's like, "Ooh, girl, you're looking so good. You know, on your birthday, blah blah blah." And when he un- undoes the blindfold on her, he's got all her shit packed. Uh, she thought it was a present that he was about to give her, but he was like, "Get your shit and go. You you want to you want to fuck some dude named uh you know Terrence? Well, go tell Terrence to have your ass." And she's like, "I know you didn't do this on my birthday." She thought she's about to get a birthday present, and he she's like, "I know you didn't do this on my fucking birthday." He's like, "Go fucking tell Terrence. Get your shit and get your shit and go out of here." And it's just. I don't understand oh, what you're trying. I don't understand what you're trying to do. <laughs> like Tammy, right there, is so excited. She thinks she's about to literally get a present, and the wolf pulled over her eyes. Nah, gone. Get your shit and go. Well, in this case, a woman pops out that I guess is going to be in some kind of feud. With Man, her. and let me tell you something. Bambi looks like if you said, "Sit down and draw me a picture of a woman wrestler in 1982," that's what you draw. Yeah, or in 1994. <laughs> Well, I mean that fucking mullet, Jesus Christ! That was vicious. That thing's Pop got it. its own personality. <laughs> that mullet should 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 have its own T-shirt. So, but I mean, it wasn't as bad as David Allen Coe, was it? What you mean? Remember oh, David that, Allen Coe? Had that's that the cape king, That's the king, pal. Oh, Remember David yeah, Allen Coe had that. Used to have? A cape he yeah. had on his offer set. It's like he's got a cape on his head. Uh, that that mullet is pretty bad for ninety four. I, I kind of agree with Doc. I mean, I, nobody really knows who she is. I didn't know who she was. Yeah, there's something there, but we'll have to see. I, yeah. I, I do. But well, again, I do like the fact that Tammy was, you know, all giddy. Oh my god, I'm getting a present because you know, broads love your fucking presents, man. So, all right. Any other thoughts, Doc or Hopper? No. After that, they go to a replay of Dirty White Boy getting DDT'd by Jake at Volunteer Slam. Dirty White Girl getting DDT'd by Jake at Volunteer Slam when she got drug out of the arena. Uh, Any thoughts on the replay? I know you hate replays, Doc, so that's why I'm asking. Fuck replays. Fuck replays. Yeah. Um, And then... What? I I just Googled Bambi. And what'd you find? She's 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 fifty one, like like now. Oh my! Yeah, wow. <laughs> that means she's twenty six then. Yes, Jesus wow. Christ, huh? Jeez. Uh, okay, do you want to tell the up. people who aren't watching along how old she looks back then? Thirty seven. Like uh, 
Yeah, yeah. 37, dude. dude That's what a 37-year-old broad looked like in that part of the world back then. Oh, I God. give I give it 37 too back then. Yeah. Okay. Uh riveting, riveting. Uh all right, so this they go into Dirty White Boy. Um I hadn't planned on playing it. He he is a broke down man. He's in the woods. In the lowest tone possible, he tells Jake that he is going to turn the tables on Jake by becoming a snake himself. Uh, it, it is very, very lengthy, but, um, again, hadn't planned on playing it. But, Doc, any thoughts on this? I do have some thoughts on this, and we can get around without playing it. I'm glad you did that because I don't want to fucking be here all day because I got other things to do, my friend. But well, it's not just I, that. It's it's very slow and methodical. Well, like but here's the thing. Let me help set the picture. Clip. He's sitting in a in a field by the woods, and he's sitting leaning up against the tree, and he's got a little little bitty branch, and he's kind of using it as a point, and he's poking with it and using it as a prop, a uh, little little stick, you know. And uh, man, he's real serious. He speaks in real hushed tones. He starts talking about how you handle a snake and how do you how do you attack a snake, and there's a couple of things I thought of. First of all, once again, we've talked about this. We spoke about it last week. He's holding his own with a master of the game. Second of all, he's really good because just, I don't know, two months ago, we were all on here going, dude, how is he not really stone cold in real life? And now he's speaking in whispered, hushed tones. That shows that he's got versatility as a promo. Um, and this is him figuring you know he's going through his personal struggle here he's figuring it out how he can get back at this shit he's like i've been down i've been a loser i've been this and this and this i'm coming back i figured i've been out here in the woods where i live figuring this shit out and it's really fucking depressing as you watch this to think goddamn pal what do you do for a living tl hopper Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly, I agree with you. I hate when you're right. wasting wasting a substantial amount of talent so that he can show butt crack on WWE superstars. Yeah, no, huh? Fuck. I don't think it was. I think I've heard you before say, "Do you think Vince looked at his hair and that receding hairline and was like, oh, you know, that made a difference?'" I just think that, you know. That just was the the era of let's make people well characters because and it, there's that and don't ever discount the idea that he kind of he sounds like he's from the south and we know Vince right. didn't get down with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember I mean, same look, same look how good same Tracy Smothers was. What did he do with him? Freddie Joe Floyd Freddie making Wright. fun Floyd. of the Briscoes. An inside um, joke that nobody got. Gee, that's I'm, great. I'm going to hit y'all with another one. People make fun of this. He was on this show. The Goon. Uh, like Tracy Smothers. The Goon. I, I mean, for but what that's it's not, worth. But not... that's not it from him being from the South. Bill Irwin's from Minnesota and sounds like it. But it's, so it's a combination of goofy gimmicks, professions, right. gonna... and just general hatred of the South. We should all get, we should do, this is the one time all of us in the South here should get together We'll stop Harper and I'll stop by through the Smoky Mountains and pick all y'all up. But let's go up north and kick Vince's ass. Let's go. Sounds like a plan. Let's go. Okay. So again, uh, Doc, anything else from White Boy right there? As he's really good, promo? really good stuff. I mean, it, it's it's long and it's not like he's hitting 
Austin 316 lines, but it, the sum is greater than the individual lines here, and it's it's good stuff. Yeah, Harper, what did you have from it? Wouldn't that be funny when he's playing with that stick and he like plucks it away and he fucking hit himself in the eye with it? Come That's on. That's great, Harper. <laughs> We're trying to have a serious conversation about a serious topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Harper, anything else? Nah, I mean, I mean, uh, like y'all said, it was, you know, it was a, a different side of uh, Dirty White Boy that we've seen. And, and, t- and to be honest, I kept waiting to hear a fucking car drive by in the fucking background. Dude, I think they went far enough out there that they they probably stumbled across one of Kevin Sullivan's dwarves or gnomes. Or... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was that was Corny's property too. Okay. I'm, at least I think it would be. I don't know. Perfect. Good good little clip though. They go from that to Jake, and I am going to play this because. Uh, yeah, we need to play this. Let's let's listen to Jake as Jake responds now, I guess, to Dirty White Boy and what's going on and he looks. Jake's got a new look. Here it is. Here he is, Jake the Snake Robertson. I can't believe a man, a giant of a man, a giant in the business of professional wrestling, a DDT on a little lady, the dirty white girl. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You got to understand one thing. Once you step into the ring, you are fair game. The only person that's safe in that ring, and not all the time, is the referee. This says it all. This is what they respect. This is what everybody wants. This is what I have. Now, if you want to get down to brass tacks, you know, I know Tony's saying things like, I'll play your game. Tony, if it's a battle of wits, I would be fighting an unarmed man. Because let me tell you something, when it comes to turning screws on somebody, or putting a finger behind somebody, or putting a gun to somebody's head, that's exactly what I'll do. You see, when you're born into this life, you have a decision to make right off the bat. Do you want to walk with the man to give us the book? Or do you want to run with the devil? Now everybody says that if you follow the man with the book that you have eternal life. Right. That you have a place to go when this life is over and when you're back to dirt. That may be true. But you see, when you run with the devil, it's instant gratification. Oh, you get what you want when you want it. No. You get to feel good when you want to feel good. But you see, when you also choose to run with the devil, you got to be ready to take that extra step no matter when it is or what it is. You got to stay one up on the game. So in other words, you got to be willing to sacrifice anything just to play the game with somebody else's mind. Now, Tony, you want to play a game with me? You want to come play with the snake? Huh? You want to play with the snake? You want to know how far I'll go just to twist your mind? Let me show you something just for you. Huh? Whoa. A little different? Where's that? A little different? That just goes to show you what I'm willing to do to mess with your mind because now you got to think about something. My hair's gone. Wow. Your hair's almost gone anyway, but... I will take the rest of it, and after all, I've already done your wife in. Damn. So what would I do to you? What would I do to you? Yes, I would be the first in line to spit on your grave, except I don't like long lines. That's what I'll do. You want to play a game? Come play with the snake. 
But be careful, because you will get bit. All right, fans, he's talking straight to the dirty white boy, and that's the message from Jake the Snake. And we're going to watch him in action, so let's go to the ring. Bob Cottle was um, disgusted. Man, that was yeah from this. That was filthy, man. Yeah, that was dirty shit. What uh, asshole, man! Really? And, and Cottle's doing a great job. Oh, Jake, no, no, right, right. That's what I meant. Oh, <laughs> yes. come on, Jake. Oh no, Jake. Oh no. You don't mean that. That's right, your, right. Your, your grandma was saying, "You don't mean that." No, I mean that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't ever talking to Uncle Randy again. No, you don't mean that. No, I mean it. Fuck that motherfucker. He tried to put his hand down my pants. That's right. Shitter, fool. <laughs> uh, There's Bob, just so like much gold here. It's disgusted, hard to know where, man. It's so hard to know where, where to un, start to unpack this, but he starts at the beginning. Like, I'll put a gun to your head. And, you, you know, he's running with the devil. He's He he's did his like, wife. He did his wife in. He's talking about the instant gratification. Yeah, you can do it your way, but look at my way, and this is what my way provides. Instant gratification. You get what you want when you want it. And you just know that that's just how – Then, and you know this going in, but he's bald, dude. And yeah, it might have happened in Mexico with some other stip, but who cares about that? Nobody involved with this knew that. So – it's a stunning visual to see him without hair because if you drew a picture of Jake the Snake, part of it is is that straggly mullet, wet mullet coming down, and it ain't there. And just the shit, he's he's willing to do harm to himself just to inflict some damage. It's like the old, you know, boxer. I'll take two punches to deliver one. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, what a fucking mind fuck. Why can we not get him to the accountability DDP's accountability crib in 1994 so that he can stay sober and get some yoga in and continue cutting these promos and running this angle? Yeah, this was. Yeah, because this is this is some this is I mean. This is a compelling angle here. And they were, and if you think about it, they've been working slow matches that don't fit the time, and they ain't been just touching each other every week. And we're we're all drawn in, sitting around the campfire, like holy shit! This was some shit, bro. You know, I don't know how else to say it. That's nice, Doc. The picture you just sent me. <laughs> I've seen that one before. Um, it's of the chicken. Yeah, I've seen that one. Um, What's wow? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the, this. This inside joke stuff is not really an audio for the for the people. People just uh, need to I, know that we're all pals in real life. We're just chums. This is just they're getting a chance to hang out with us like we normally hang out. But this is a glimpse into our life. All right. So I I gotta agree with you on Jake's promo. Just really really good stuff. Harper, did you have anything else to add? You love him when he says, if it was a battle of wits, I'll be fighting an unarmed man. I'm going to use that. Yeah. You, you dumbass. Nobody will know where you got it from, too. <laughs> nope. Uh, I need to reiterate, though, what 
TikTok said, when Jake is talking about being evil and the devil, Bob Cottle's like, oh, no, Jake. Oh, no, Jake. Oh, no. I mean, he's really, really just, just can't believe he's hearing these words. Anyway, all right, so can we keep moving? You, you can do whatever you want, pal. It's your life. Jake Roberts then takes on James Atkins, and Jake is fat, but whatever. Uh, Jake wins yeah. with a DDT. Kendall the Samurai comes down to the ring with a bag that I guess is supposed Bruh. to be the snake. Then White Boy comes out, and it looks like Kendall and White Boy are now on the same side. But they go back, they go to the back, and the real Kendall is locked up in a cage in the back. Again, you can see him on the Patreon video, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Fuck Kendall. This thing turns it. This thing turns into Jake and Dirty White Boy fighting each other. Jake is bumped to the outside. And then the kendo that came out with Dirty White Boy slams the kendo that was Jake's friend. Yeah, I'm confused too. Yeah. But Who gives a shit? There's a lot of kendos out here. Fuck and, kendo. Uh, go ahead. What, are you, what else are your thoughts here? Man, dude, it's just, it sucks watching kendo. Because you know who it is. And then it's just so worse. Watch him spin around and 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 do his dumb shit. This is just bad. <laughs> okay. Um, I Kendo's got to go. Do you know who the Do you know who the second Kendo is? Well, I know who the dueling Kendos are. Yeah. Who? Well, it could be one of two guys. Go ahead. I I, I actually um, spoke to um, the source on this one, so I want to hear who who you think it is, Doc. I, well, I like went to the person who would know. Well, the first one is it could be uh, enhancement t- Smoky Mountain enhancement talent uh, Brian Logan, Mm-mm. or it's Scotty Riggs. Um, other 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 also known as American males. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Well, I okay. Him. So so hold on one second. Keep going, Doc. I gotta look something up. Uh, is Scotty Riggs? No, I gotta. They get. I thought. I thought that Les and Bob could have done a better job of talking about Jake going to the back and what's he doing, where's he going, and selling the fact that I think they they glossed over the fact that Dirty White Boy's playing games here. But that's just agree. So I actually checked with Tommy Noe about this Kendo thing, and. Tommy actually said that Scotty Riggs, a.k.a. Scott Stud, is one of them, and Bobby Blaze was the other. Well, that guy looked too small to be Bobby Blaze, right? Yeah. Well, maybe not right here in this exact clip, but there's going to be dueling kendos, from what I think I recall. Oh, God. Maybe we should bring back the mummy to squash all of them. Uh. <laughs> so, um, there you go. Bobby and Scott Stud, a.k.a. Scotty Riggs. American males. American okay. males. Remember that? So, I do, I do. <laughs> Let's go Harper, now. We got Harper's we got sending it. out Christmas ideas that for me, man. I need to get to the store and buy this shit. <laughs> all right. Let, let's, we got a, we got a, we got a quick clip from Dirty White Boy and Dirty White Boy's Kendo the Samurai. Now here is a Dirty White Boy and uh, his Samurai Kendo, I guess. We got twins. What the heck is going on here, White Boy? (laughs) Jake, let the games begin. You know, you come out here... 
And you said back of this, you said, Tony, I want you at 100%, no excuses. Well, there's a lot of things coming up, and guess what? I am 100%. Don't need it no more, baby. Eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> Just the way I like it. You want to play, play some games, Jake? Well, it's summer blast in a cage. Nobody can come in and bring your little snake. But one thing about it, Jake, you can't leave. There's no running, no hiding. I owe you something. And I planned on collecting. Yeah. There's enough. All right, there, there it is, the dirty white boy. He seems timed and ready to play the mind game with Jake the Snake. You know, Bob Armstrong. Okay, I had a, if you look at that Kendo right there, I could see that being Scotty Riggs, you, just from the eyes. Not that it is, but I don't know. Okay. I don't care. I know. Uh, Harper, any other thoughts right there? No. I mean, okay. it's just, it, it's, I'm ready for all this to kind of fucking end, man. I'm ha sorry. Harper's ready, for the, Harper's ready for the gangsters. Yeah, bro. Fucking Kendo's <laughs> fucking shit. It's just, you know. Fucking well done. It's not well. <laughs> Keep going, Hopper. I'm, I'm ready for someone to open a window and let some fresh air in here. Isn't that what Jake is? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll keep going then. We'll get a recap of Bruiser Bedlam, Cornette, and Dory Funk jumping Bob Armstrong at Volunteer Slam 3. Uh... Then we go straight from that to a Scott and Steve Armstrong with Bob Armstrong. Uh, I got to be honest. I wasn't too thrilled with it. It was okay. I mean, Bob explains why he can't be at ringside or why he can be at ringside even though he can't wrestle. Doc, did you have anything from it? I want to see Dixie Dynamite again. Yeah, man. I do yeah, too, kinda. man. Just do that shit. I mean, even though we'd all know who he is, but whatever. Um, any, well, I mean, thoughts on the promo though. I mean, again, I wasn't, no. I was, wasn't going to play it, but no, it was no, no. So then we go from that to a summer blast, 1994 tour plug. They mentioned that in the next segment. Um, nothing too much, uh, from that. Um, just stay tuned. And again, they've never done really a good job of covering what's happened at summer blast. So I don't remember, to be honest, if they do a good job with this one, but there you go. Summer blast. will take, you know what song that was? No clue. Which one? You, you don't know who sings that? Oh, no. during the Summer Blast commercial? Yeah. I don't think it's oh, singing, though. I think that might be the instrumental. Um, yeah. I would say that was uh, the Allman Brothers Band. Riveting. I, I, I Thanks for sharing. I really needed to know that, let me tell you. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, and then we go there to, from there, a Night of Legends update with Les Thatcher. They talk about Ronnie Garvin this time, and they show when Ronnie Garvin defeats Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Spoiler alert if you're watching our... No uh, shit! Along. Man, how did, that, how did that line up in the timeline? <laughs> it's crazy. Spoiler alert uh, if you're following our NWA Saturday Night Show. They then show a picture with Garvin versus uh, Stomper with Garvin bloodier than you can ever imagine. Guy. Uh, Stomper. Stomper versus Hogan clip, and then Garvin and Stomper versus uh, uh, to be named later on. So, um, yeah, uh, 
I don't know. This is I, I really enjoy these Night of Legend clips with Les. I think they're really good. I think it's I think it's a good little spotlight on the territory. And I really believe it helped build up this card, which is gonna be the biggest card you'll see in Smoky Mountain history. So Doc, what were your thoughts? We talked about this a lot last week, right before Harper joined us, but what were your thoughts on the Night of Legends uh clip from this week? Man, Ron Garvin would whip anybody's ass, huh? Up to and including Andre the damn giant. And how much respect did Andre the Giant have for Ron Garvin that you see him laying flat in his back in the ring, too? Yeah. It's, um, you know that the, the whole tape, the tape of that whole match does not exist. Um, I think the story behind it is Bo James says it disappeared. So that's why you only see clips of it. I don't know if you realize that. Oh, I don't know. Ryan Garvin was a. I'm not trying to analyze. I mean, you know this ain't real, right? Ryan Garvin was a badass, though. Um, He he really was. They show actually. What's funny is they show Garvin doing the Garvin stomp. When we're gonna get to it in a couple weeks on our NWA show, by the time this airs, we've actually would have talked about it. But they they show Garvin doing the stomp on Saturday night, and they go, "Oh, it's a new maneuver." When when it when he had done it, you know, 15 years earlier. (laughs) 10 years earlier, I mean, uh, wasn't really a, a new maneuver. But uh, there's your spoiler alert. If you're watching along with us on the Patreon video, Garvin just won the NWA world title from Ric Flair, and people are going crazy. Every time I see uh, Hogan, every time I see Hogan back then, I think I think about our discussion about if you could put, you know, people put those goofy taglines in their work emails. Oh, and, Jesus. you know, we've always talked about if I could put a woo, a Ric Flair strut with a woo, but I always think it'd be funny to have a, a a Hogan one with sound where he points it at you at the bottom of your. Let me tell you something, brother, because you're sending him an email, right? You know what pisses me off about that is those people put that bullshit on their email signature: live, laugh, love, make yeah. it a great day. All these the smallest, the, the longest journey starts with the smallest step. No, oh, that's just, true, huh? Just. Outright, not me. I'm a big six foot two motherfucker that takes long strides wherever I go, so I can get there faster. Fuck you and your fucking inspirations. The the point, the point we're making here is you ain't changing nobody's opinion. We might as well devolve into a fucking political debate if you're gonna. You ain't changing nobody's mind on shit. Well, no. What I was gonna say was we, but if we put something like a Ric Flair woo at the end of ours. Or uh, like that whole line. Out, they would pull out the sandpaper, put it on a, and just start yeah. taking off layers of skin on us. If we tried yeah. to have some fun with that shit. Yeah. They'd be like, what the hell's wrong with y'all? What is this woo stuff? I don't know. What the hell is wrong with you? Live, laugh, and love shit. Bitch. Okay. We'll keep moving. Uh, any other thoughts behind Night of Legends at this point? Let's get there, man. Let's. Is this the one where Terry Gordy's so messed up they can't even show it on TV? Mm. Mm. <laughs> all right um so we're gonna have to break this next promo up we got corny and bedlam um but also terry funk um let me play this first part i can't remember how i got this all diced up here it is fans here they are bruiser bedlam and jim Cornette. we just heard from the armstrong and we saw the armstrong family out here and i i know you heard from them oh that's about i'll tell you what before i say anything i want to hear a few words from a real man one of the famous funk family from amarillo texas listen to these words from terry funk and then i got a few things to say watch it fans hello 
I'm Terry Funk, and I want to teach you stupid, overbearing, idiotic, foolish, fatherless people, which is about 99.9% of what Tennessee is. I want to teach you something that can be useful to you. I want to teach you the difference between higher and higher education. Now, the first higher is H-I-G-H-E-R, higher. Now, that is non-existent in Tennessee because of families like the Armstrong family. And what is so unusual about the Armstrong family? Absolutely nothing. Because they are toothless, they are overbearing, they have no mentality, and like father, like mother, like son, like daughter, like the entire family, their father says to them, says, children, let's quit school just because we're 18 and we need to be volunteers. We're from this area. We have to be volunteers. So they quit the fifth grade. Is that the way to do things? No. Now let's talk about the other higher. I'm talking about H-I-R-E, hire. Jim Cornette has hired myself and my brother to come to Tennessee and take care of a situation. And what the situation is, is a fool running rampant. I'm talking about Bob Armstrong and his children being the commissioner, when all he is is a total coward. All they want to do is take advantage of everyone down there. Well, we are going to show you one thing, that that man is yellow, like a banana. All right, and there it is. Those are the words. All right, let me pause it. I heard some chuckles from both of you. Hopper, you first. They they had to drop out of the fucking eighth of the fifth grade when they were eighteen to go be a volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It's classy. <laughs> uh, okay, um, Doc, you. Man, Terry's just so much. I mean, yeah, so no. Much- huh? different than his brother it's crazy it's it's night and day man who the hell's getting their grass cut what the hell is that man <laughs> it's gotta be hopper man Somebody yeah some asshole grass- with a fucking leaf blower right behind my fucking uh window downstairs <laughs> tell him you're tell him you're talking to the world in here and tell him to <laughs> shut the fuck up because <laughs> where I'm sitting, it's 40 degrees. It feels like 30 degrees, and there's a chance of rain. So really? It oh, it's cold, yeah. dude. Wintertime has hit, man. I'm staying in the house. The bitches have put the fucking furnaces on 90 it, because... No rock. shit, man. There's just all kinds of flavored coffee creamers and fucking sweaters. Oh, and it's dude, just... I've been seeing the, uh, the fucking pumpkin spice shit on, on the clearance racks. Dude. Oh yeah, because now we're down. Now we're over to peppermint. Yeah, uh, peppermint yeah. mocha. <laughs> they had fucking pumpkin spice frosted flakes. Tony the fucking tiger, bro. Pumpkin spice fucking frosted flakes. That's so dumb. How does that make you feel, Hopper? Stupid. Why don't you open up the window and ask if that thing has a suck on it instead of a blow? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you can get some of it. <laughs> <Like, yeah. laughs> alright uh, 
Any other thoughts, Doc, on Terry Funk right there, who is exponentially better than Dory? No shit. It's hard to believe that they're related, but um, yeah, it's good stuff. And now, so I guess we're going to go to Corny, correct? Yeah, let's see what Corny's got to say now. Here's his part of it. Words right out of the mouth of Terry Funk. <laughs> you know, Armstrong family, I can't wait for this because Terry and Dory Funk, two legitimate legends in the world of professional wrestling, are going to be taking on Scott and Steve Armstrong. They're fighting their daddy's fight again, of course, since he's such a coward. He says, I won't drop my complaints so he can become a wrestler and a commissioner. Well, of course not, because he's crooked. He's a crooked politician. Everybody knows Bob Armstrong is crooked. Well, let me just say this. I can't wait for Summer Blast to come, especially July 3rd in Marietta, Georgia, where the Armstrong family will get humiliated in their own hometown right there at the Cobb Civic Center by Terry and Dory Funk, two legitimate legends. And, you know, the funniest man in America, James Gregory, he's going to be the special guest MC at the Cobb Civic Center on July 3rd. And I think it's apropos that a comedian should be right there in Marietta because that's all they produce in Marietta is a bunch of jokes. Now, I want to talk about Tracy Smothers, my man Bruiser Bellum right here. He is going to be involved in Summer Blast with Tracy Smothers in a dock fight match. Now, you know what the dock fight match is? Bruiser was telling me that up there in the unions on the docks in Detroit, when a couple of guys got a little uh, problem with each other, when they can't settle things, then all the boys on the dock, they just back up and they let those two guys go at it with anything they can pick up, anything they got in their pocket, and they fight until it's settled. Nobody to stop it. And that's exactly what this is going to be, a dock fight match. Anything goes, fight to the finish. And Tracy Smothers, you're going to be in bad shape because this is the world's most dangerous wrestler. But you know, when Bruiser was telling me about the dock fight, he told me about the way the unions operate. And I thought that was really neat. I thought it was really cool. A union protects the people that are in it. A union sees that fair play and justice prevail, even though these owners and operators and manipulators and commissioners are crooked. So we have decided to form a union. The union is in wrestling. A union. That's right, Wade. A union. It's going to be called Fight. The Federation of International Thugs and Eliminators. And Bruiser Bedlam is going to be the senior official. I, of course, I'm going to be the boss of the whole thing. But, you know, Bruiser was telling me that all unions need muscle. They need an enforcer. They need a, a muscle man, a hired thug. They need somebody like a leg breaker to take care of everything. Well, we have in our employ now in the union called Fight. The biggest, the baddest and roughest and toughest guy that you've ever seen. Sure, you've seen him before, but you've never seen him like this. Killer Kyle. Brother, this man's the enforcer of the union. Anybody that crosses me and Bruiser has first got to go past him. And he's one of the biggest and strongest men in wrestling. And then if you do, by any miracle, get past Killer Kyle, who as you can see is ready to go to work then you've got to take on the bruiser. And brother, that's a one-two punch that's unbeatable. Just remember, <laughs> when you fight with our union, called fight. If the right one don't get you, then the left one will. <laughs> Woo, all right, fans. Don't go away. We're going to be back right after this. All right, Doc, what do you think about the unions, man? Well, just having a union in that part of the world, because these people are too stupid to realize that unions actually help them. They just get mad because, as Corny said, the bookers, the overseers, the owners have got them all have got them all messed up. Um, Kyle is back, though, man. He looks different. 
He's not from the the Lower East Side anymore. He's not from Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. He's back. You see, you see him shoot out. He uh, wait was that Wade Keller he was talking to there about unions? That, that was. Had some, that yeah. has a multi layer to it there because it's like, you know, you can't get wrestlers to agree on a union. Yeah, that was. I assume that's who he was talking about. So I'm confused. Is this Doc fight what they're trying to call the coal miner glove match or are these two different matches or what are we doing here? Well, I don't, that I don't know. Okay. Did y'all Google that comedian? No. Uh, No, did you? No. I ain't had the time. I was busy this week. I was doing some outreach to some troubled youth. Uh, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Some mentoring as well. Um, so I didn't have that opportunity, but, um, Kyle is not long for the union world. Cause he's got some other stuff to go do. That dude has been lingering around. We say this all the time. He's been lingering in this promotion for so long at this point. It, it's, it's kind of unreal to, 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 he's been around for as long as he has and literally has done almost nothing. Besides maybe one run with the TV title, I think. Yeah. Other than that, not much else. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, anything else? Any other thoughts, Harper, before we keep moving? I mean, it's. I, I was surprised to see Killer Kyle. He, yeah. he looks about to be about as tall as Cornette. He might be a little taller. I don't know if it was a camera angle. He's not. I mean, he's not a huge man, but I think he's taller than Corny. I thought he was a lot bigger than him. Mm, Corny's not like super short either, though. I mean, he's not like a. I don't want to say he's tall. I mean, he's not like six one or anything, but he's not a. He's not like a five foot six, five foot seven, eight tall manager either. No. How tall are you, Hopper? I'm six one. You ain't no fucking six one. Yeah. I'm I was gonna say you. he's about a. He, I was gonna say he's about your height, but he's he's not six one. Uh. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Uh, I'm um I'm tall enough to be tall enough. Let's keep moving. For we what? Got Tracy's, you short we little got tra- bitch. Yeah. We got Tracy Smothers versus Kendo the Samurai Fuck in this a guy. match up next. The double Samurais earlier has really confused us here because I can't tell if this Samurai is the Samurai that was with White Boy or the other Samurai or... Or is this Horner, or has Horner been sent packing at this point? Because I can't really remember. So, Tommy Noe, if Horner is gone, you can let us know. We don't know. Um, Whatever. I don't think this is Tim Horner here because it doesn't look like him under that hood. He's not moving at all like Horner. Horner's in the back banging Pam. It's like, whoa. It's like, hey, your match is coming up. They're like, oh, just put the mask on one of those guys. Fuck it. Right, I'm trying to get my nut here, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. all right. So you can... That's but anyway, long, long story short, uh, this thing finally ends when another samurai comes out, though, and Tracy rolls him up into a small package, and Smothers wins the Beat the Champ TV title. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's how we finish this episode. Uh, Doc, any thoughts before we get out of here? Because this is the end of the episode, man. The only thing that would be interesting for all of this is if somebody unmasked Kendo and it was Horner. And then they could explore why he actually turned heel. Yeah. 
that he was frustrated or he was jealous or whatever. But other than that, outside of that, and it's not going to happen. Well, let's get to the disability checks. Yeah, and here's here's another thing about that. If you thought that was going to happen, remember Horner and Corny were at each other's throats by this point, if my timeline is correct. So good luck with that, pal. Uh, let's go to the disability checks. Again, Tracy Smothers wins to beat the Champ TV title and is now the champion. We'll get a Twin Kendo's update on next week, along with a Legends update next week. Um, disability checks. Remember, don't forget to use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra if you're already purchasing things on Amazon. Um... Oh boy! This, I know it's hard, episode. huh? Well, yeah. I don't know, man. I really. Why don't you know. trying to hate? Why are you trying to hate on shit? Just enjoy what's in front of you. Give me the Bambi. Oh, what are you giving it, Doc? The episode. Yeah. Eight point one. Oh wow! I was gonna give it. I was gonna give it an eight, and I struggled with that to be honest. Yeah, with you. no. Man, you had Funk. You had. Uh, well, that's true. Uh, Jake. DWB in the woods, um, Bambi popped out of a box. Don't let don't let the well done thing get you down. Uh, Kyle's back. What you gonna give it, Harper? I was a, a seven point seven. Jesus Christ! I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. No, I was. I, I know. I'm just I shocked that them. you got that that granular, pal. Usually, you stick to the. Point no. five and yeah, zeros, yeah. man. I, I can't. It, it's, it's a new level. Too. It's a new level of precision from Harper, man. <laughs> new twenty nineteen. He's, he's and it's 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 not eight. It's somewhere like in between there. Man, one hundred and twenty five <laughs> episodes in, and he's decided to really get to the point with this thing in twenty nineteen. I like it. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give out the disability check, and I'm sorry. Uh, that's but that's week in a row. That's Jake government cheese, not disability checks. You oh yeah, shit. yeah, that that. I'm giving it to Jake. I'm giving yeah. the government cheese to Jake. Doc, uh, uh, Hopper said Jake too. Doc, what are you giving it to? I'm gonna go in a slightly different direction and give it to Dirty White Boy because he's he's because Jake is out there and he's the star. Dirty White Boy's having to do a lot more like stuff, so I'm gonna give it to him. But again, it's all t- tied up in this angle that's dominating things right now, and it is the reason we are giving it as high as we are. Fair enough. So, all right, that's almost going to wrap things up. Remember, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash BTT. We haven't mentioned this in a couple weeks. Check out the T-shirt store. The links are in the show description. Just click on it and go and pick up a couple of T-shirts. Thank you very much if you do so. Join the Facebook group. It's tinyurl.com slash group, the unprofessional wrestling podcast group, that is. We would appreciate it. Go check out Harper's memes because he's always posting things in there and being very unprofessional because that's what the page is for. And then uh, thank you to all the patrons out there. Appreciate it. One last shout-out. Thanks to the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett doing their thing every single Monday along with our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. With Joe Morata and Michael Quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still entertaining nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. And thank you very much, guys, for all of your plugs. Doc, you got anything before we get out of here? Well, I do have one quick thing, and I don't know. Um, After today, after this episode now, there are five more episodes with Bob Cottle. Oh, no. We're to the end of that shit, too. That's like a 
I don't know. I guess I'll say it like this. It's like a end Milestone. of a end of an era. Lo- losing Dutch was an end of an era too, but you really close out. You close the era. chapter and you move on. Yeah. Because who's coming in is uh, Doc. How do you want to describe it without giving it away for people who don't know? It's a big name, pal. There you go. So we are de- we we were definitely at the end of an era, and uh, we're getting close. How many did you say left? Five left, Doc. Yeah, yeah, there's one in there where Thatcher and um, Kessler. No, Corny do a Night of Legends or Summer Blast or something. So there's it's in six weeks. There's six weeks he leaves, but it's five episodes. So I don't know what like how they do the the. I don't know if we're here for an extra week for this t- TV taping or not, but we'll find out. I do know that when Corny said it was time for Bob to leave. Bob was just, Bob was having a lot of trouble making the tapings because he was driving through all those mountains by himself. Sometimes his wife would come up and I mean, Bob Cottle was old right here. I mean, he's old now, but he's already old back here. So you got your wife, with you, on a, you got your wife with you on an old mountain road. You know what that means? Mm. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Harper does. Mm. Yeah. He, Cause he's been married before ring a ding, mm. ding, right? Harper? Mm. Ring a ding, ding. You're going to make right. out with her. Okay. So, Harper, I don't have anything else, man. Hit the tagline and take us home. Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here today, I want to shout out uh, all the patrons and thank the patrons for their contributions to the show every single month. We don't have sponsors. You know how we do it around here. No sponsors, just you guys supporting what we do, and we thank you very much for that. Special shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Josh Dunn, at Ryan in Auburn, good old Justin, K underscore row 86, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Padgham, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, JMM7530, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Codeman E22, Marty Howell, and T-Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. And again, thanks to all the patrons out there who make this show possible each and every week, twice a week for us. Hey, and if you're a Hall of Fame patron and you're at your seventh month of membership, or you've reached your 18th month, and so on and so forth, subsequent to, uh, I should say, years, please send me an email. I will check. And... um. As long as you're due, I'll get you out your T-shirt. So thanks again for being Hall of Fame patrons. And until next week, we'll catch you. Book it, bitch.